Welcome back to the Enduring Faith Podcast. This is Jamie Miller, and today we're talking about waiting. So this is something very close to home right now as we are waiting to move into our house that's um, being built. We moved home from Germany in July and um, thought that we would be getting into our house in September, and um, now we're hoping for Christmas. So we are living with my parents and driving our kids all the way across town to school, and um, we're struggling in this period of waiting. And I started thinking about just the last few years for us and how there's been so many opportunities for learning how to wait well. And I'm not sure that we have figured it out yet. And I just, I can't help but think that maybe God's trying to teach us something in all of our waiting. But, you know, when you think about waiting, even just daily things like waiting in line, waiting in traffic um, at red lights or... Um, when you call customer service and they put you on hold and you have to listen to the hold music and it just seems like it takes forever. Or maybe you're waiting on a job opportunity or maybe a dream to come true. Something that you feel like God has promised you and you just can't see it coming to fruition and you're just waiting for Him to come through. Or maybe it's even... Um, circumstantial, like maybe you're waiting um, to have children, or maybe you're waiting to find out um, some kind of um, information or news that that you've just been waiting and waiting for, and it's just not coming. So all of these things are things that we go through all the time, right? I mean, as as humans, we just have to wait for things, and for some of us. I believe our waiting seems more intense at times or um, harder to deal with at times than others. And I wanted to just research this a little bit um, for myself, but, you know, I always feel like if I'm going through something and I can try to learn what God says about it, then I can teach others as well. So I just wanted to share with you all what I've been going through, but also what um, what I've learned, just um, trying to lean into the Lord and um, understand what He's teaching me through this. So the first place that I went in the Bible is First Samuel. So this is the story of Hannah, and she wasn't able to have children, and it's remarkable just how she waited so well and she's such a good example of how I would like to wait well (laughs) Um, I'm definitely um, not like Hannah but want to be more like Hannah Um, but in her waiting she worshiped and she prayed and she even prayed so fervently that Eli thought she was drunk (laughs) so that really stood out to me because you know, I did a um, I did a podcast on praying boldly, and you know, what about praying fervently? I mean, she just poured her soul out. She said, and to the point where Eli thought she had had too much to drink and told her she needed to quit drinking. <laughs> um, 
that's when you just got to love the Bible, right? I mean, the humor and the realism in the Bible that these were real people and um, living real lives. And anyway, but um, it, but the Bible says in due time, she was able to give birth to a son and the due time part really stood out to me. So we'll talk about that a little bit more later. But something also very interesting in this story is that not only was Hannah tormented by the weight, so the weight was very hard for her, waiting to have children and pleading with the Lord to have children, but she was tormented by her rival. So her, the other wife, I guess you could say, her husband's other wife back in those days. But she, the other wife, was able to have children, and she was just so hateful to Hannah that she, in verse 6, it says that, that Hannah's rival provoked her. And then it actually says she kept provoking her in order to irritate her. And so that just throws a whole nother wrench into this, right? She's not just tormented by her own waiting, but she's tormented by a person. Like it's not that it's, you know, it's bad enough that she's, you know, begging the Lord to have children and she's not able to, but then she's got this tormentor that just, you know, bugs her and bothers her, irritates her. And so in verse seven, it even says she provoked her year after year. So you can imagine what she's going through, right? I mean, I feel like we can all relate to this because we all have just those things that keep coming up and keep tormenting us year after year. And whether it's a person or just a situation, or maybe it's, maybe it's thoughts, maybe it's something from the enemy that creeps in year after year or, um, month after month or whatever. And it just keeps provoking you during your waiting, which makes the waiting even harder. So, here's the thing with waiting. And this is what I'm learning from Hannah is that we have two options. We have two choices when it's time for us to wait. One is to just lose our minds and go crazy. And I think we can all relate to that a little bit. (laughs) We've all probably um, lost it a little bit while we're waiting. But the other thing is to be like Hannah and pour out our hearts in prayer to the point that other people think we've lost our minds, that we've gone crazy, right? That we can pray so fervently and wildly that someone would think that we're drunk. But so here's a verse too that, um, that came to mind while I was reading about this um, with the due time. And that's 1 Peter 5 verse 6. And it says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. And so there's that phrase again, in due time. And I just love this because I feel like it's teaching us how to wait. And the first thing is to humble yourself. And so I'm really trying to learn from Hannah and then take this verse in First in Peter. And there's three things that I wrote down that I'm going to try to do to wait well. And the first one is humble yourself and surrender. So 
um, I did a podcast on this as well. Episode 13 was about how to surrender. And this is the first step in waiting well. And, you know, we can do the things we can do, but we have to recognize that our situation is out of our control. I mean, there are things we can do. Like I said, there are um, steps we can take and we need to continue to move forward and do those things. We don't just need to sit back and wait um, without doing our part. We do need to do our part, but we also have to recognize and acknowledge that God is in control. We are not. So we have to surrender our circumstances and whatever it is we're waiting for, we have to trust God that he is handling it and that he will answer us in due time. And then the second lesson that I've learned from all of this is to pray boldly. And so um, I actually did a podcast on that too, right after surrender, which is very interesting to me that it would play out like that. But episode 14 was about praying boldly. And, you know, Jesus teaches us to be persistent in our prayer. And just like Hannah, who taught us to pour out our souls to the Lord in prayer. And then I thought about Timothy reminding us that, you know, God didn't give us a spirit of timidity, but of power and love and self-control. So these are things that we need to do, you know, to go boldly to the throne. We have to pray fervently that the Lord will hear us and he will answer our prayer. And then the third thing is to remember God's faithfulness. So this one I thought about um, gratitude, which was episode nine. And when we can look back and see just how faithful God has always been throughout our lives and find things to be grateful for, even in our current situation, then there's so much peace that comes from that. And we can reflect on his goodness and really sit down and sit with him, sit with the Lord and thank him for all that he has already done. And it just helps to put things in perspective. And so we're not looking so much forward to the future of what he can do for us in the future, but we're recognizing how much he has already done. And so no matter what happens in the future, we know that he's faithful and we can trust him and We have peace knowing that he does what he says he's going to do. And even if we don't see it come to fruition on this side of heaven, that we know and trust that he is faithful and he will live up to his word. So those are the three things that I am trying to really start doing in this time of waiting for myself. And I hope that Just reminding you of these three things will help you if you're in a season of waiting as well. And, you know, looking back just in the last, I don't know, five years, I realized that we have really been through so many different seasons of waiting and some really big things and some not so big things that felt really big at the time, but just different times when we we're so expectant for what was to come. And I don't know, maybe, maybe my focus needs to shift. And I thought about that while I was thinking about 
um, what the Bible says about waiting. Um, you know, maybe I don't need to focus so much on what's to come and just live more in the moment and be grateful for today. And I think that would truly help um, just this anticipation that I have with what's to come. But either way, I know that if I surrender and hand this all over to the Lord and just trust Him, humble myself and know that I am not in control and then pray so fervently to the point that somebody might think I'm drunk. I mean, imagine that. Imagine if I prayed that way. Imagine if you prayed that way when we were desperate, when we were waiting for something from the Lord. Imagine how that would shift us, how that would shift our mindset about waiting. And then remembering his faithfulness and you know, I'm such a journaler. I love journaling because I can go back and read and see where God was faithful. I love to read my old journals and and remember, oh yeah, he did that for us. He was there for us then because it helps me to know and trust that he'll be there for us again and again and again. And it just helps to not forget what he's done. He's always faithful and we really do need to remember that. And so writing things down, writing in your journal and going back and reading it is something that is very helpful in situations like this where I tend to forget that he is always faithful. But I can always trust that he's going to deliver in due time. And so I hope that this encourages you guys today. I know that I have lots of friends going through their own seasons of waiting right now and and if you're not right now, then it's probably coming. <laughs> but I hope and pray that each one of you um, can take these little um, tips and help you in your next season of waiting. So thanks for joining me today. And I look forward to chatting with you guys again in two weeks.